Hello, and welcome to another edition of the usually serviceable Hopelessly Miscast pod here in the early reaches of Season 3. This is the second episode of Season 3 mm-hmm. um, that Brian and I never thought we'd make past Episode 3, uh, but here we are. Here we are, and yes. we got some new hard rock and music for you. Yeah, was Here We Are an Air Supply song? I don't think so. Here I am. Uh, yeah, there you go. I was thinking something close to that, so... Here, here we am. We'll say that. Here we am. Great grammar. Yeah. Butchering the English language. That's what we do. That's why so, we have a podcast. Yeah, exactly. So the 17 of you listening, that's right, I boosted the numbers. 17, wow. Yeah. Aren't I you a dreamer? The, I pulled the U.S. government and I boosted the numbers. Mm. There were millions of people listening to this pod. That's right. So um, somebody's walking the hallway. I don't know who that is. But we are back in the friendly confines of GCT, both of us. That's right. This. That's why the audio quality, the quality will be a little bit better today. Let's hope. Let's so, hope, yeah. <laughs> so um, you may hear guests, guest people walk in because uh, people like to do that to us. I hear the door even. So uh, just a quick rundown. Uh, it is, we are recording this on Monday, June 27th. Um, our next offering will be from our friends with Cork Theater called Wakey Wakey. That's right. It runs July 7th through the 17th. Yes, sir. Thursday through Sunday performances for two weekends. So come out and see it. Correct. Yeah, come see it. It should be fun. And then we have our student production on the 29th of July that opens. Yes. Yep. July 29th. And that runs for two weekends. Two weekends, yeah. So, and then after that, we get into, uh, that starts our season 51, and then we'll be doing the Smoke on the Mountain after that. Yeah. Finally. After, yeah. Two years. The smoke has been billowing for quite some time. There's, but there's one show that's been wafting around for even longer in wit, which is, it seems <laughs> like we discussed that show about five years ago. Yeah. Uh, After a couple of board votes, <laughs> that one is yes. That show has been through the ringer. It's, it's time for Like wit. many characters in the show. Yeah. So, but, uh, um, yeah, by the time we, when did we open Smoke? September, uh, what day? I think 9th, September 9th. Okay. Calamity Annie will be home soon after we open that show. That's right. So The week after. If you're listening, Annie, yeah, come on back to us. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of what's going on. And we're running camps right now. um, Are we ever? Yeah. Christina looks run down because we're in week four. And I would understand that she's tired. Yeah. She, you know, she gets a, a break after this week because of the July Fourth holiday, but uh, yeah, she's on the downhill side of it right now. Yeah. So, so but going good and uh, having a successful summer. So, thanks to everybody who's participating in all of those things. Absolutely. Any yeah. Um, so we'll start off today with a uh, a feature that is it's you could call it a variant of many different features we've done, but I'm going to give it another name. Uh, and since we're in a new season, I decided, you know, I, I need to change up some of the naming conventions from The Crow because um, <laughs> I'm the only one who apparently cares about that movie still. I'm, I'm not alone in the world, but at least in this group. So uh, we'll call this next feature Say It Meaner, Say It Greener. Oh. Brian knows exactly where I'm going with that one. what that's so, from. I mean, and, and if meaner he wants and to say, greener. It, say it meaner, say it greener and point at the audience that we don't have. Frogtown 2, man. What a good, good flick. Starring who? Uh, Robert Zedar. The gritty, gutty Robert Zedar. Robert Zedar. Rest in peace. So who will bring you his head and place it on your piano? That's right. For the right price. Yeah. 
So, uh, but what we'll say today, I want Brian to say it meaner, greener, or whatever way he wants to say it, is I'm going to ask him, what are your thoughts on blank related to theater? So, and some of these are contemporaneous topics. Some may be long-running topics. But we'll bring this feature in and out. So, Brian, hmm. what are your thoughts on the price of seats for live theater these days in any venue? Any venue. Um, Take your pick. They seem high, but I get it. Um, and I guess people were like, well, why are movie tickets so much cheaper? Because they can take and produce a movie in one location, and all your costs are paid by one location, and then you can send it out everywhere in the world. Each individual theatrical production has to be auditioned, rehearsed, and performed at its own individual venue with a whole different cast. I mean, if every theater in the world right now was doing, I don't know, Hamilton, let's just say, um, simultaneously, like they do a wide release of a movie, how many casts would that be? How many people would it take? How many directors would you have to have? Because yeah. it couldn't be the same. Um, so difference between movies and movie ticket prices and theater ticket prices which people would compare because you're a going to a theater to watch a performance of some sort. Yeah, theater's always going to be more expensive and it's just very hard to make a profit at um, ticket prices that the public's willing to pay. Right. So, um, I I do think sometimes those prices are stretched a bit, but um by and large, I understand the reasoning behind it. Yeah, I, I, I tend to I tend to agree with that, uh, at least to a, a strong extent. I mean, it's uh, I think there, as if I were just speaking as a straight consumer, which up until a few years ago I would have been just a consumer of, of live theater. It I would have thought you know for. Because there have been shows, I mean, and I'm not saying, I'm not calling any names or any places or anything. There have been some theaters that I've gone to shows and some in this town and some not that for certain shows, the prices seem to, to spike. And I understand now a lot more than I would have seven, eight years ago about the cost of a production, you know, the, the royalty rights, you know, especially if it's a professional production. Mm -hmm. what you're paying for, the set design and all of the talent, not just the actors, but, you know, the production staff and all of that goes into it, the marketing, everything else. And we do have some visitors coming in. Mm -hmm. um, but all the costs that go into that, I could see that. But it's, you know, also the, the idea that it's, you know, I, I get that it's got to go up. It, it has to fluctuate up depending on what you're doing at times. And then in other ways, I mean, we're not, most of us are not in this to make money, per se. No, we're just here to exist, yeah. You know, but that said, you got to make enough to keep everything going. That's right. So yeah, We don't have shareholders we're trying to maximize profits for. Right. I mean, just for instance, I mean, just the sheer cost of lumber alone and inflation, that affects yeah. how much it costs to do a show. I mean, it's, um, the cost of doing business never goes seems to go any cheaper even when lumber comes down but, right uh, uh, i've also seen a recent increase on in royalty costs kind of across the board 
uh, as well, uh, where we used to pay 900 to 990 for a straight show's royalty rights, and most are now 11 to 1200. So right. um, it it affects everybody yeah. all the time. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it the old you know the, the saying about gas prices being they rise like a rocket and drop like a feather. Mm-hmm. You know, so you would expect that at some point inflation in our economy will will go back down. You know, there'll be a new norm, as there always is, but yep. it won't be as high as it is now. However, you know, I, and this is, this would, if this is a shot, it's a shot at every theater. Will you see the ticket prices come down with it? Probably not. No. With inflation, uh, because it will set a new norm. No, and I mean, so, I mean, I would assume most theaters' biggest expenses are salaries and, um, People have to live off of salaries, so as the cost of living goes up around them, um, those salaries have to go up to compensate. And we're, I mean, is is there been a recent time in U.S. history that we've had negative inflation? <laughs> have prices overall ever gone down? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't think so. That. So, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think you will ever see it go back down um, there's a reason that the value of a dollar today is much less than it was 50 years ago and right. i imagine in 50 years time a dollar will be worth much less in 50 years than it does right now yep i agree so your next one and this is this is i've been in i've been in some discussions in the last few years since i started doing the live theater uh where this has gotten a little heated uh in in some circles and I get it. I've chosen to just sort of not comment on it just because I, you know, I don't really, yeah. Anyway, so this is, what are your thoughts on actors playing someone who's disabled or with a condition that they don't have? Um, wow, that's tough. Um, you do want to be able to do shows that, reflect people with those disabilities. And from a, a casting standpoint, it's hard to find actors that fall into those categories. Um, I think where we're at today, as opposed to five, 10 years ago, um, I think with all of our shows, our general philosophy right now at GCT is, if you can't cast it, don't do it. Uh, so I would, personally right now not want to do it I, I mean the if you wanted to bring up an example which I would have a hard time dealing with if the miracle worker right uh, it's a wonderful story that it should be told but can you really find a little girl that can't see or uh, hear perform that role the opportunities are pretty small right but yet it, it's a, a tale that should be told so I don't know. You have to look at it on a case-by-case basis. I think erring toward the, the side of, hey, be very, very careful what you're portraying on stage and if you should be, if you can't find the person to play it. Right. I mean, it, it's, you know, when I you know, saw this question, you know, come up in different forums online and sort of framed it for this, it, the first thing I actually thought of was wit. Mm. Uh, because... In arguments I've heard, I've heard one person who will remain nameless, and of course there's the phone, um, 
brought up to me one time, and this is several years ago. Well, I would not want to have someone playing someone who has a medical condition who that person has never had that condition or anything, or they've at least never had anyone close to them have it. Obviously, with if you do not know the story, you know, it deals with uh, the theme of cancer. Mm-hmm. It's part of it. It's not the only theme, but it's one of one of the main themes. Yeah. And I, I don't personally believe that you need to have someone who's had cancer or who has cancer to play the lead role. Um, it would certainly help their perspective if they've been close to it. Yeah. Before, um, in some way, shape, or form, which I have, uh, not to say I'm in the show. <laughs> trust me. Um, it's more of just to say that I think that would help, but I don't. I don't see that as a requirement per se, and I think it would be not discriminatory, but sort of short-sighted, we'll say. Yeah. To to make the blanket judgment that someone who hasn't been around it can't know how to play it. Um, it you know, and so like example in my mind because i think and it's not just about the gifts of the actor it's also the gifts of the director and you know all kinds of things factors that factor into it here's an example in my mind the movie not the show the movie parenthood starring steve martin yeah steve martin played that part i i've seen that movie a few times i saw it when it came out he plays a great dad in that movie he's very funny he's very believable you would never see that movie and think this guy does not have kids because yeah. he didn't. He didn't have kids until much later in life. Yeah. But he plays that part very believably. He's a gifted actor, gifted performer. So it's in that case, I mean, would someone say, well, I didn't buy that movie because he wasn't dead? And I do think there is some caution we should perhaps be looking at is not taking it too far, in which case. Eventually, it's only going to be people playing themselves on stage. Um, right. I mean, it's called acting for a reason. You're acting to portray someone else, and it's not you. And if that's the point of acting, then, you know, there there is a line to be drawn, and I'm not the person to draw said line. Um, but I do worry that <laughs> it's gonna, we're going perhaps too quickly um, in one direction, um, then it might be wise to do so. Again, that's just me speaking words out of my mouth. Well, it's yeah, and I, and I'm I'm not trying to make light of of the seriousness of the the serious nature of the question, but at, let's face it. I mean, have you ever been around a vampire, Brian? Mm, not that you know of. Not you that played I'm aware a vampire of. on I have, stage. I've played a vampire. Do you feel like that hurt your? Your performance of being a vampire on stage? No, it was just me in general that hurt my performance as <laughs> a vampire. Yeah, I mean, I I've never played a mayor of a city or a town, and I've never thrown a baby from a train. Yeah, yeah. I did that, uh, and convincingly. Well, and you, you made know, my daughter cry because I have lots of assholeish characteristics. Sure. So you know, but <laughs> I've never done those things. So you know, it it was. Again, not to make light of it, but it was, you know, easier for me to, when Brian as the director is telling me, you know, I need you to kind of be like a little bit slurry and kind of you've had a couple of drinks when you're doing your lines in act two of that show, because I know what that feels like. Yeah. Um, 
I am not able to say, well, I know what it's like to throw a baby from a train or take a baby away from a five-day-old baby from its mother mm-hmm. or anything like that. So does that make it where, oh, you can't do that part? Like, Obviously not. Yeah, you can't do that part because you've not killed your own grandchild. So, uh, <laughs> right. Exactly. So here's, here's had, one We should have been searching the prisons for that. Yeah, moment. apparently so. So, I mean, if it was a frog baby, then Carson's done that. <laughs> yeah. So now that we've seen him perform the act of killing a frog. That's right. right. So uh, sorry hell comes to Frogtown. Uh, one more. The Your take on, and this is... We're kind of a little jaded here on this one, but um, to kind of, I guess, put ourselves in all shoes, we'll say, if we can, the role of emerging technology in live theater, like using a screen for sets as opposed to live built pieces. That's one example. Oh, yeah. No, that's... uh, That is a... um that's just technology. I mean, you know, uh, it, if you want to think of it this way, they've been doing the same thing with backdrops forever. So, right. I mean, well, let me put it this way. What would you say to someone who walked in our space and said, well, you know, that show would have, I would have appreciated it so much more if you would use lot, you know, built pieces that you moved around instead of throwing things on your projection screen at the back? Well, I would then encourage them to uh, fund a wing addition to our theater where we could store said pieces to bring off and off on and off stage because for us in particular it just uh, space wise our limitations don't allow us to just have tons of things you can bring on and off stage because any entrance on stage has to go up a staircase which looks very awkward if you carry furniture up right. a staircase and down a staircase to get an on and off stage so well i mean a, a similar thing to me that it sounds so no-brainer now, but I would guess if you went back far enough into theater lore, you would hear, okay, well, I only want to see shows where, and a couple of them. The first one would be, because I've had someone tell me this before, and I'll say they were an older person, who said, I appreciate a show so much more where no one is mic'd, mm. and the actors speak loud enough for the entire house to hear. Um, I would tell, my retort to them was, well, if nothing else, that's a practical concern. Um, if I'm sitting in the back of the GCT house, generally, as long as there's not a live band or loud music, I feel like I can hear the actors at the stage unless they're speaking in hushed tones. However, if I were to sit in a larger space, like the larger space at Theater Memphis or Playhouse or even the Herald, you might, you probably wouldn't hear it um, if you're sitting way in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in our space, there are times you wouldn't hear what they were saying. You at least wouldn't be able to make out what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And then another one that's sort of similar is the idea of if you, um, and I lost my train of thought, so I'll let you talk on that one while I think of the other one. Um, I remember what it was. I've heard people complain that they do not want to see a show with audio tracks. Oh, they yeah. only want live music. And even if the music is electronic instruments, they only want to hear live music. They don't want to hear a track. You could say, well, that's just a preference thing. No, that's a, a track 
there were times in theater, if you go back far enough, that tracks were not in use. Well, they didn't exist. The technology didn't exist right. for them. But um, So they would have been viewed as an enhancement at some point. Now it's just kind of like, do you use tracks or live music? So we'll be using tracks for Spamalot this season. Um, mainly because the music to Spamalot, it's like a 12-piece orchestra. Right. And again, our space, where are you going to put 12 musicians? And some of their instruments are not very small. So We've seen it's a challenge to put half that. Yeah. Our space, you know, it, it, it is a struggle with our space and the lack of wing space, lack of a pit where you... Uh, keep those things. Um, do I prefer us to produce a show with live musicians if we're going to have a musical? Absolutely. But realistically, if we want to give the entertainment options that we want, um, I think tracks are absolutely fine to use. Otherwise, you would have to only give your audience musicals that can be staged with you know three to six musicians at most. Right, just from a space perspective. So, and another thing is, you know, we had warnings on the door for a hundred days because you get six loud instruments. It's it's loud in our space, and there's only so low you can take the volume. Um, it, 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 otherwise, you know, you just blow everyone's ears out. And the thing with mics, going back to that for just a second, um, I love our space because you can realistically portray things uh, on stage without a mic, without having to just blow your voice out. Um, I love the next stage for the same reason. I love Theater Works. That space is wonderful. I've done quite a few shows. I mean, I don't know, five or six on the main stage at Theater Memphis. And it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. You... you you inherently lose some of the nuance to your performance when you have to produce it at a volume where you can hit that back row in that 450-seat auditorium. Um, so I prefer, if you're not going to be mic'd, it to be in a smaller space. I think a straight show with mics in a large space, you are aware of it for about five minutes, and then it just becomes second nature and you start thinking about it right yeah no i, I hear you on all that so <clears throat> okay good discussion so now we get to move on and uh it's funny christina walked in we're about to play a game you don't want to do a game she can't you can participate remotely she's she's uh she's busy busy okay she's busy she's dealing with the children's I think we could jump ahead to the. We could we could do the dad jokes. Let's right go now, ahead and like. do that now. I just want to hear the remote reactions. So, <laughs> so. She's cried a lot in the last four or five days. So you might tear up at these. They're supposed to make you laugh. Yeah, I yeah. just got to look. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to hear a dad joke now. Just one dad joke. All right, we'll give her just one dad joke. Let's see how she responds to the first one and then keep going. We do want to do it? Well, at least the meltdown happened here and not out there no. with the kids. So let's do this now. We need a, a – this is an intervention. Yeah, this is just one dad joke, and then we're going to quit to not break our poor Christina. I did have a poop dad joke from last week that we thought you would like, but I forgot. Oh, I know what it was. Shall I redo that one? Then. Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to – you like poop ones, right? 
I said I think you might have liked this one. So. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Tell it again. <laughs> I'll I'll play by play the reaction. Okay. Um, so I had uh, I took my laxative with holy water. Now I'm about to start a religious movement. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's laughing so that she doesn't cry. Oh, we gotta know. <laughs> oh, wow. I think I think her cheekbones are exploding in her face right now. So she's holding her face in her hands. Yeah. Okay. So that was a, a an early dad joke. Well, well that's just that. a repeat. That's from. Yeah. We'll save the new ones for the end of the episode. We'll come back to that. But we do have a game. If, if she wants to call out what she thinks the right answer is, because I really want to see you lose. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You like that. But I think you can do better in this one. Okay. This. I'm gonna. What call is the game? The, the last smokes and road beers game. Okay. We're doing the three, the pick them of the three again, but this time, I'm going to give you two actual movie character names. Okay. And the third is a real person from sports. Okay. Like they played a sport of some kind. Okay. And I'll tell you what movie or sport they're from. Okay. So this is why I have high, I have high hopes for you. Mm-hmm. Against Carson, I really have high hopes for you. He knows sports so well, though. He doesn't know these names. Oh, okay. So I knew some of them, not all of them. So here's your first one. I'll start you out with a uh, a softball. Oh, uh-huh. so I see what you did there. Yeah, you like that. The so first one you know is from a movie because we talked about it earlier. Christmas Jones. Oh, character names. Yes. Okay. Movie character names. Okay. Or a sports person's name. Christmas Jones, Cole Trickle, and Dick Trickle. Well, and Dick Trickle is clearly the sports person. He was a NASCAR racer. Yes. See. I have high hopes for you. Yeah. Let's if there's one you're stumped on, we'll see if she can pick it. Ahead okay. Of you. Fair enough. So, uh, here you go. Uh, Caster Troy, you should know that movie. Fair Hooker, you should know that movie. Pressure Maxwell. Well, you just told the two movies, unless you're purposely throwing me off. I might have been trying to throw you off. I might have been serious. I think it's number two. You think it's Fair Hooker? Yeah. What do you think it is, Christina? Okay. You're right. It's Fair Hooker. There you go. What sport were they in? Golf? NFL. Oh, okay. So, here's your next one. That was a guess. Uh, Guy Wimper, Mm. Mustachio Disguise, and Nigel Tufnell. (sighs) That second one's just so ridiculous. It feels like it has to be the right one. I'm going to go with pistachio. <laughs> You're incorrect. Oh. Was that it, was uh, Was Dana it the third Harvey one? the Master of Disguise. Oh, okay. It's uh, Guy Wimper. He was an oh. NFL player. Nigel Tufnell's from Spinal Tap. Oh, all right. So. Okay, here's here's your next one. Okay. You should get this one. Wilma McClatchy, Pete Lacock, and Grant Grant. <laughs> I, sh- I should so get this one. You should, yeah. Um, number two. You're correct. It's Pete Lecoq. Okay. Was an MLB pitcher, apparently. Okay. What's Grant Grant from? Uh, Grant Grant's from the movie called Slither. Oh, okay. Wilma McClatchy was a character in Big Bad Mama. Okay. Starring Angie Dickinson. So, your next one is, uh, Cy Snoodles, mm. Boots Day, and Stathis Borans. Boots Day. You're correct. That's a baseball player. 
You know where Sai Snoodles is from? No, no idea. It's a puppet in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> what? And Stathis Borans was in whoa, the whoa, fly. Whoa. Let's go it's back. It's a movie character. Let's go back. Let's go back. Which you got it right. Which puppet was he? It was the, the band singer in Jabba's Palace. Oh, okay. It was a she, I think. Okay. So your next one is John Matrix, mm-hmm. Harry Stamper, and God Sham God. I think it's God Sham God. Yeah, basketball player. Yeah. See, this game's too easy for you. That's why we need Carson. So, and your last one is uh, Tick Tick, I Am Hip, and Cleveland Heap. Cleveland Heap. You're incorrect. Ah. It's I Am Hip. H-I-P-P was a football player. Mm. Cleveland Heap was Paul Giamatti and Lady in the Water. Okay. Tick Tick was from 10,000 B.C. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) Okay. Still a better showing for me than normal games. I think you've got the majority of your questions. So I need to find some tougher ones. Or easier, if you think so. No, I I think that's a good difficulty level. Because I like don't feel that? stupid after Makes playing your games. you feel good games. about yourself? Yes, it does. So maybe I should throw some band names in there. Oh, yeah. I'm so um, good at band names. So, you know, it is time to go to Florida. Oh, is it Florida already? Are you ready to take yeah. us to Florida? Uh, yes, I'm ready to take you to Englewood, Florida, where okay. a, a Florida man was arrested. This is from May 17, 2022. Um, I, I will give him credit for the amount of effort he went to steal this, but... He used a sledgehammer to steal $800 from a laundromat. 800 Well. Yes. What kind of money would you steal from a laundromat? I'm just shocked there were $800 there. Quarters? Yeah. That means it's 3,200 quarters. So, like, oh he brought a sledgehammer and busted out, and probably $800 is about all he could carry because it would be really, really, really heavy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was dedicated to his, his craft. Uh, Michael Justin Rowe and his, um, I guess, girlfriend, uh, Taylor Marie Farrell. Taylor Marie Farrell. Yeah. They um, they decided that their windfall would be to get all the quarters. Maybe they were going to go to a casino and play the quarter slots. That's all That's I can me. assume. Um, are they really like a skill crane at some Golden Corral buffet? Yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, just, I mean, where would you take that to spend it? I, it's a great question. I mean, the casino is the first place. I <laughs> yeah, think yeah, of. casino is like the only place, right? Yeah. Hey, uh, golden nugget. Here we come. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, they uh, escaped in their blue Mercury Marquee, which makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> the uh, the girl dyed her hair blue, uh, I guess maybe to match the car after the arrest. Oh, and the the fun thing was he was wearing a ape mask. When he did all of this, so, so. he's wearing a mask. Does she? Does it say she wore a mask? Or no, not? there's pictures of him. She's just out walking around. She just said hell with it. Yeah, and the picture okay. when she stole the money with him, she was blonde, and then uh, she dyed her hair blue before the police picked her up. Okay. So maybe they went and bought some hair dye with all those quarters. Apparently, so. they didn't run out and get her a mask. Yeah, they did not. They did not. He, wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. That. I mean, that's a big haul from a laundromat. Yeah, that's a lot of loads. They hit it right at... <laughs> nice. <Okay>. <laughs> so, I mean, to hit the laundromat and get 800, 800 out of it, I would think, okay, we it is was it a, right after wash day we hit it. Is it a dollar a load at the laundromat now? I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while. I mean, 
Well, I mean, the only laundromat-esque type service I've used, I can remember, was when I stayed at a residence inn last summer in Kansas City, and it was 50 cents for a load. Okay. So 50 we're cents to maybe wash and 75 to dry. Oh. So maybe 1,600-ish loads, probably 1,000 to 1,600. A lot, yeah. There's a lot. At least, it sounds like... It doesn't seem like a good business model. No, it doesn't. How long and would it take you to get your money back on one of those commercial machines? Well, that it's also, I mean, like I said, I, I wouldn't think of the first place to rob is a laundromat. It's like we could go armored car, you know, bank, yeah. laundromat. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been in laundromats where there's no worker there, so maybe you could boost the place because of that. I don't know. Uh, We're spending way too much time. Theorizing on how to rob a laundromat. Well, trying to figure out the motivations of why you would pick a laundromat. That would be like robbing a community theater. Yeah. You're not going to get much out of it. You would waste your time. Yeah. Maybe some Starburst. Yeah. Or something like that. uh, Would you like some scripts? Yeah. Some cough drops. I mean, steno pads. Yeah. We got some of those. Um, Yeah. We have lots of Kleenex. Yes. Um, Paper towels. So. um, Paper towels. That struck a nerve. Um, so, good. So that was Florida. Now let's go to wherever Frank Washington keeps himself. Oh, Frank's about to have a permanent residence in this office. I'm he is. Excited. Yeah. I mean, we're going to look happily on Frank's picture. That's right. Giving you a good reaction. Maybe we should tell dad jokes while she's out of the room. Maybe. So is she, she, she going to be gone a while? I don't know. She has said paper towels and ran off. Oh. So we'll wait. So these Frank Washington's overheard at the movie theater comments. Okay. Edition, uh, whatever. So this is uh, tweets. This is at Lisa Ann said, when I saw Lord of the Rings Fellowship in parentheses, so she's specifying the first one, in theaters, a woman angrily said, quote, they totally ended it like that so they can make a sequel, unquote. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think they did. She's not, not wrong. Especially why they made the previews as all three being filmed at once and done. Yeah. So, here's your next one. This is at Karen Ferristein, Stein. Once during one of the paranormal activity movies, while some paranormal activity was going down, someone in the first row yelled, you see that? And someone in the back row answered, yeah, I see it. So at least they're having fun. Yeah, I mean it's I, I would laugh if somebody yelled, "Yeah, I see it from the back." The next one is from at crisscross gal, who's applied like some kitty ears to her mm. profile. I like it. Saw a preview of Gretel and Hansel on a date. Well, that's a wasted date. Date <laughs> said very loudly, "Quote: Hollywood is so weird. What director comes up making a house out of candy?" It's from, uh, I also, and then I said back, it's from the fairy tale. He says, uh, no, they would never make a kid's story about cannibalism. Cannibalism, you're effed in the head, unquote. So, little unpack there. Bad date. Bad date. I I would be interested to know if there's a second date there. Probably not. Um, Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, it's messed up, but that is the story. So, hmm. Obviously, someone needs to go back to kindergarten and uh, yeah. listen to some fairy tales. Pretty, this one is pretty at, basic one. at a girl just knows. 
I miss people. I miss people who have to have a friend to narrate the movie for them, like they're blind or something. Seventy minutes into John Wick, quote, "Who's this guy?" Quote, "That's Keanu Reeves. He plays John Wick." Oh, why is he killing all those guys? They stole his car and killed his dog. Wow, the person says. Did they sleep the first seventy minutes? Apparently so. Okay. You know. One, just a little side note about those movies is the more John Wick movies there are, the higher the percentage of population tends to be hitmen. Like that third one, like half of the population were hitmen. Yeah. It was insane. Like how would anyone live in that society? My friend Jeremy watched that one apparently over the weekend and said he was laughing through the entire thing. Yeah. It's just a world full of hitmen. Yes. That's, that's, all, that, that's all that's there. So, yes, I agree. And that is that is a good point that the ratio of hitmen to regular people is really getting close to one to one. Yeah, yeah. And your final one for today at Little Wags. Little says, Wags. I went to see Spy by myself on my 17th birthday, and I was the only person in the theater until a very large group of elderly people came into the theater, like right before the preview started. One of them looked up at me and said, "Quote: Why is she here?" <laughs> Yeah, Frank definitely made his fa- trademark face on that one. Ooh. Like, uh, why are you here? As he says back, because I'm an undercover cop. It's like, I mean, the question is, why would anyone subject themselves to that movie? But, yeah. uh, you know, um, yeah, I guess it's free reign, particularly <laughs> on your birthday. And if yeah. your birthday wish is to watch Spy with Melissa McCarthy by yourself, then Okay. Well, just to hear there's a large group of elderly people coming to see it, too. Now, that doesn't surprise me at all. That makes perfect sense. But uh, you want to solo that on your birthday. That's, yeah, maybe speaks more about you, where you're at in your life. That's, yeah, that's living right there. Just maybe analyzing your decisions. (laughs) Well, maybe we'll come back and analyze that at some later date. (laughs) Kind of like us watching Mausoleum and Samurai Cop. No, no, those are classics. Yes. So uh, now we'll go into dad jokes. That's right. If we end abruptly, it's because Christina's come in. And we don't, we don't want, want her to have a meltdown. Don't want her cry. She's hey. working her butt off here. So Yeah, she is. Um, do you like the new dad joke music? Yeah, it's great, it's actually. Yeah. Uh, what is Will Smith's favorite band? Uh, Smash Mouth. <laughs> hey, keep his name out your effing mouth. <laughs> Because I'm keeping his movies off my F and TV. So I accused my yeah, me too. I accused my wife of putting my glue collection. I, I'm sorry. I accused my wife of putting glue on my pistol collection. She's denying it, denying it, but I'm sticking to my guns. Uh, wow, nice. Yeah, that's, that's, that that's one's solid bad. in a non-solid way. That's I knew it was bad. <laughs> the audience starts cringing. Frank made his face. Yeah, he always makes that face. Did you know bread is a lot like the sun? It rises in the yeast and sets in the waste. Uh, well, now that that one, yeah, that's that would definitely elicit a reaction. I know, maybe something thrown at me. <laughs> it's really <laughs> that one's really bad too. Like a little stuffed animal. Oh wait, that's a long time ago. Did I tell you about the time I got fired from my job because I kept asking my customers whether they would prefer smoking or non-smoking? Apparently, the right terms are cremation and burial. <laughs> that one's good. Yeah, it is pretty good. I think she'd like that one. 
Uh, but not, I've been not wrong today. many times. Not yeah. today. Maybe Normally, after a couple yes. weeks off, she might enjoy it. Yeah. Let's repeat that back for her at some point when she's not worn down. <laughs> okay. Any more? Or is do that you, it do you want today? one more? Or sure. Okay, why not? So, my wife's leaving me because I'm beginning to go bald. You know what? I don't mind. It's hair loss. <laughs> yeah, that's she would not like that. She one. doesn't. She doesn't like any do deal with relationships at all. Yeah, she likes fart jokes, poop jokes, and that's about it. Yeah, she she does sound check with like wiener and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so. she does. Fart joke, fart jokes are universally funny. They so. are. But yeah, just, just something funny about farting. It's a good selection today, though. Yeah, ran the gamut. So yeah, time for some closing rants slash hands. Mm-hmm. What do you got? I know I got some. You're never lacking for those, but I do have one. Um, yes, I spend too much time on Instagram in particular, but I don't know why there's so many people on Instagram that are trying to tell you how to live your life. Ooh, but there's so many quote-unquote self-help people like giving you motivational talks. Like, I don't need a rando with like two followers saying, this is what you're doing wrong in your life. But man... Man, if my Instagram isn't just covered up with all the people. So, um, you know, maybe maybe you should take your own advice and consider that we don't need to see what you think about everything. Um, just you take your own advice and live your own life. So, There's a phone call for you to tell you how to live. I know. So that's my very, very short rant well, that question, I find a little annoying. Question on that. What, yeah. is, are you... Do they think you're? Are they directing that to you, or is that just? No, it's just coming up on your feed. Just coming up on my feed. Just okay. I mean, it's like no, no, it's like my friends or anything. It's just. I was gonna say you didn't put a call for help out there, and no, all these not randos. that I'm aware of. I mean, I watch a lot of dog videos, and because um, I like <laughs> I like dogs, particularly when they're cute. You know, but um, yeah, I don't know why. I'm I'm getting that in the algorithm at all. So. Okay, that is strange. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. That, and if you scroll long enough, I'll get into, like, these things that are all written in Arabic, and I have no idea why. And, like, every time I get into it, I'm like, no, no, I'm not not interested. This topic doesn't interest me. I'm not interested in this topic. But it does not matter. If I get scroll far enough down, then I'll hit this block of, like, things in Arabic that I can't read or understand. And I'm sure those are great entertainment to people that understand those things, but I'm not one of those people, so I don't know why. The algorithm just thinks that I'm apparently Arabic when I scroll down like 15 times. That is strange. Yeah. That's stranger than the first thing you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I can't think of anything. You've never told me you speak any Arabic, Urdu, anything no, like that. No, so it's not not been to the continent over there. Um, don't not a fan of live golf or anything like that. No, so it's no, I don't. Uh, I wish I had some of that oil money. Or, Owned oil right now with how expensive it is, but yeah, no, uh, I have then no we'd connection. Be doing this pod from a Caribbean island, so. Dubai Tower somewhere. You know. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a good one. So uh, I'll say my rant is. Uh, so I got a couple family members like this, mm-hmm. um, and you randomly meet somebody like this. But I think every family's got at least a couple, especially if the family's big enough. People who when they talk to you and they can be talkative or not but every time they talk to you 
they or whenever they hear something they think is funny, interesting, whatever, they insist on sticking their hand out and touching you with it, hmm. like tapping you as if they're like a dog, like pawing at you. Yeah. And you pull your arm back or your leg back, and they still do it. It's hmm. like, okay, are you doing it because you think I'm not listening? Are you doing it because you're just a moron and I want you to not touch me? You don't have to tap on me to talk to me. And it's like they lean in closer to you and they start touching you. I have a family member who I see probably once every once or twice a month who insists on doing that. And the worst is when I'm driving and they're riding in the car with me because I can't get away. <laughs> It's no, like, you can't. I mean, I know some people don't mind, and some people would probably say, well, you just need to lighten up. Kiss my ass. Don't touch me while you're talking to me. Why do you paw at me? Uh, uh. Like, put your hand back. I don't need you to touch my arm every time you tell me something interesting oh. you think pertains to me. I think just I know. stop. I think I know how I'm going to start talking to you all the time. No, <laughs> you do, then we're done. You'll be doing this pod alone. Oh. So it's, no. That, okay, I, I'm not, I mean, yeah, I'm not big on human contact, but I'm not like it. It's not because I'm a germaphobe or anything like that. It's just because why, why do you feel like you have to paw, put your paw on me to mm-hmm. tell me something? Just say it. I'm listening. Yeah. Even if I'm not looking at you, believe it or not, I can listen and be looking in another direction. Yeah. Uh-huh. So just stop. Yeah. I'll give you a big hug when this is over. Okay. Yeah. Try it. <laughs> Might be the last hug you ever get. So <laughs> anyway, so that's our feel-good rants for today. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, been good discussion. We had a drop-in from, uh, you know, about to crack Christina. So yeah. We love her. Those She's children. Working her butt off. Yeah, those kids are. Running a ragged? Thank God it's her doing it, not me, or else camps would not last long. No, they would not. Same, same with me. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have the patience for it either. So it takes That's a special why we person, have a wonderful person like her doing it, and uh, she is that special person. So yes. So thanks for joining. Uh, this pod will probably go up sometime, you know, in early July. Yeah, we um, uh, wakey wakey may have opened by now. Probably yeah. will have, honestly. So so if you haven't seen it yet, come see it. Come check it out. Yep, and. Uh, Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. See ya.